0: Welcome to the Collecting Confidence Podcast, where we'll explore confidence, what it is, why we need it, how we get it, and how we lose it. I'm John Barry. Hello and welcome to Collecting Confidence. My name is John Baird. Today we're going to be talking with Heather Haberlin, who is the head roaster at the Purple Mountain Coffee Company out in Colorado Springs. And we're going to be talking about a lot of things. We'll talk about her passion and her deciding that that's what she really wanted to focus on was roasting coffee. And I think about that because I I think that there's a good, strong argument for being that subject matter expert, for being the best person at doing that one thing because you'll have a lot of confidence in that area. You really will know your stuff. But as I've done this podcast, I've also seen that people view confidence in different ways. And some people think that doing things correctly every time is what confidence is all about. And some people think it's being able to approach things and use your skills from previous things to have a pretty good chance of success. And I'm not sure what the right answer is for each individual person because it's very different. My examples of confidence are very different than anyone else's. And I was thinking about what am I a subject matter expert in? And I really don't have that many things that I can say, oh, I would go to someone else who would know. And (laughs) probably the one thing that I can do better than anybody else I've ever met is domino toppling setting up dominoes in a long line, crisscrossing, spelling things out. And there are some people out there that are better than me. I've just never met them. But of all the people that I know... I have more dominoes than them. I have more experience toppling dominoes than them. If you were going to say, who knows how to topple dominoes, my hand should be the first one to pop up. And I haven't toppled dominoes for a long time because I'm very confident. I know what I'm doing. I can spell letters out. I know how far the dominoes should be. I spend a lot of time with dominoes. I have 25,000 dominoes. And that's something I feel really confident about. I know exactly how this is supposed to work. I know there are problems. I know they can fall over. I know they can tip. Things can go wrong. But I'm very confident when I go to set up dominoes, I set them up using two hands at one time, I can go through about 100, almost 120 dominoes a minute, just laying them out. And I feel really confident about that. But that's about the only thing that I feel confident enough to say, I don't know anybody better than me at that. And that's a really silly thing. You'll probably never in your life meet a domino toppler. And so as a domino toppler, I've never met another one. And I've certainly never met one better than me. But I think that there's, for me, there's a huge benefit to being a jack of all trades and having a little bit of confidence, a little bit of knowledge, a little bit of understanding of all sorts of different things. And that helps me go forward because I can apply the skills and the application of the previous thing toward the next thing. And if I, for example, am fixing something around the house, well, I had to do a little bit of plumbing and a little bit of electric wiring for this project. This next one has a lot, but I have some confidence because I succeeded in the first one and we don't have a leak and we didn't get a short and I didn't get electrocuted. So getting a little bit of confidence, there's certainly better plumbers out there. There's certainly better electricians out there. If I'm doing something like on the backyard pond or something silly around the garage, just a little hobby thing, I do it myself and I learn. And I get a little bit more knowledge, a little bit more confidence working with tools and doing things. But yeah, I'm not a subject matter expert when it comes to doing that. But I am the jack of all trades that can either fix everything or say I can probably fix that and look at the problem and use those skills that I've had. So I do strongly recommend being a subject matter expert in something, being the best at it we've talked about this before but you are the best at writing your own signature there's nobody in the world better than you at writing your own signature so you are a subject matter expert it's just that it's very limited what you're a subject matter expert on and Some people out there really are subject matter experts and really understand stuff. And I think they really have confidence in that area. But if you take them out of that area, how is their confidence in other areas? And for some, it's good. For some, it's not. Some people, if you get them out of their element, they're really lost. So I would say for me, I don't want to be a subject matter expert because I think most subjects keep moving and changing and evolving. And had I been a subject matter expert in audio or in theater or any of the stuff that I have dabbled in. All of that stuff has moved on beyond me and I have to keep up with it. Domino toppling hasn't moved on very far, so I feel pretty confident that the dominoes will stack up and fall over. But I think that being able to have that jack of all trades under your belt gives you a much wider understanding of how things work. And you just get a lot more confidence. You get a lot more things that you can do that you can check off your list. Did that, did that, did that. So I would say go out, learn something new, but at the same time, see if there's something that you are a subject matter expert at. And we're going to talk today with Heather Happerland, who is a subject matter expert on roasting. So stick around. Let's gain some confidence. Joining me now is Heather Heberlin. Heather is the owner of Purple Mountain Coffee out in Colorado. Heather, thank you for being here.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: Well, our first question, as always, is what does confidence mean to you?
1: Well, for me personally, I kind of fell upon this business, but I was self taught. So I gained a lot of confidence and not necessarily knowing specific terms of things, but learning the science through myself. And whatnot has made me gain a lot of confidence, and I've gained a lot of customers through that. And I love roasting, it's a passion of mine, and I never thought it would be. So, just being self taught and not going through the loops and (laughs) whatever of school with that. But I have made a lot of roaster friends along the way, and we kind of just all band together. And there's not a lot of female roasters. So that's also an important part of where my confidence comes from. It's just been a really great ride and a really great experience, and I learn something new every day.
0: And how did you get into coffee in the first place? Why roasting?
1: Uh, My parents have owned it since 2012, and I kind of just took it over. I was not supposed to be doing that, but here I am, so... That's also another thing that gained my confidence. I wasn't sure if I was going to stick with it, but within learning a lot and meeting a lot of really, just really cool people through the industry and really great people, I've learned to just really stick with it. And it's become a passion of mine, which I didn't think it would be.
0: What was going through your head when you thought, do I want to be a small business owner?
1: Well, it was during the pandemic, so I did not want to be a small business owner, but I have an antique machine and I just didn't want to see that. Fall along the wayside. And I kind of just stepped up and took it over, even though it was a difficult time.
0: You said it was a very male dominated area. How did that impact your confidence?
1: It just, at first, it kind of made me feel that I should know certain terms and have more knowledge like they did. But overall, it didn't really affect it because at the end of the day, you can't compare yourself to other people. And like I kind of do my own thing. And I've gained customers through and friends, not even just customers. You're just doing my own thing and being my own person. And that means a lot to me being self-taught. I might not know all of the exact words of everything, but I've met a lot of cool people that have supported me along the way. And it's given me a lot of confidence in what I do.
0: And you and the other roasters, you talked about banding together. Does that bolster your confidence to know that there's a bunch of other people out there trying to help you?
1: Oh, absolutely. I have roaster friends that I talk to, and we've only talked online. I've only met one of them in person. I'm hoping to meet more in the future, but you know they're the first person that messaged me or I message them if we have a bad day or just roasting questions because they live somewhere else, so it's not direct competition, and we just kind of all band together and support each other in our craft, which is really important
0: and if it wasn't coffee, what would you be doing? Where do you think your life would have gone had coffee not been so front and center in the family?
1: I don't know where my life would have gone. It was kind of all over the place. So this has kind of grounded me as well. Like I have a business to take care of. So two feet on the ground at all times. And I've always wanted to be an event planner, but I also get to do that through my space as well. I share my space with some artists and we do some really cool events. So I get to do that in addition to my business.
0: So before Purple Mountain Coffee, what kind of kid were you? Were you a confident kid?
1: I was always a little bit more shy. I was bullied a lot. So I think that that kind of beat the confidence out of me for quite some time. It's hard to shake that. Kids can be mean. <laughs> yeah, So
0: adults too.
1: So I had some really terrible bullying through my later middle school and some high school. So I just never, I was always the shy kid, but now I'm finding my voice again, even though I'm 37. (laughs) So, (laughs) but I'm kind of just now finding it, which
0: is important for people. Along the way, have you had a mentor or anyone, or is it just kind of self-taught like you were talking about?
1: I mean, my parents have been a good influence for me and they've really supported me and encouraged me. They're Really big cheerleaders of mine. Also, I have a fellow roaster in town that has the same kind of vintage roaster, and he's this older. He's like, I call him my roasting Yoda. He's my Yoda. He, <laughs> he, Kind of took me in and taught me about my machine and things. And so him and I have kind of banded together a little bit. And I know that I can call him day or night and he'll support me and have my back. And And he relates to me as well, which is important because sometimes you... Talk to friends that don't really know exactly what you're going through. Mm -hmm. They'll be there for you, but not necessarily relate. So he's very relatable and I'm very appreciative of that.
0: I had a small company of my own a long time ago. And I know that there's a lot that goes into... A company and you've got the math and doing the book work and the marketing and the social media and then just actually the coffee. How do you get all those skills?
1: A lot of it is just I ask a lot of advice. I'm not afraid to ask for help. I'm I'm always learning. I love learning. I loved being in school, minus the people. <laughs> like I loved the <laughs> learning part of it. I just I love that I learn something new about the industry every day. And everybody runs their business differently and You have different takeaways from people. And I think that that's very important to building confidence as well.
0: When you're choosing a new coffee, like I went on the website for Purple Mountain Coffee and I saw there was a blueberry coffee and and a caramel cream. Those are two of my favorites. How do you decide what to make and how do you know when you've made it correctly? Or how do you even know how to make it?
1: (laughs) So I'm the only roaster in Colorado Springs that does flavors, so I still roast the coffee separately and then I flavor them with oils. And a lot of the flavors just come from people telling me mm-hmm. um, what they like and don't like. A lot of it was some, most of it was grandfathered in from previous from the previous owner, but I have gotten rid of things and added things according to what the customer wants and needs.
0: As you're putting these together like a new one, how do you decide? How are you confident enough to know that this is what it should taste like?
1: I mean, I've worked in coffee forever. I just haven't been... Roasting is a different animal than being a barista, but I can use some of my barista experience to kind of know like, oh, when I was a barista, this was kind of popular or this didn't work. And then I kind of use my own palate and ask other people. But having that community involvement kind of helps gain my confidence if everything's tasting right and if I'm doing things right.
0: And are, are there other people, whether it's baristas or people that are helping you, have you seen other people struggling with confidence?
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely. I share a space with artists and we have an art gallery and a common space and they every day, like sometimes they're very, very motivated and they'll crank out a bunch of paintings and then there'll be like a week or two where they just feel completely uninspired. And I don't think that that just applies to art. I think that applies to everyday life for people sometimes you wake up and you're ready to tackle the day and you feel really confident. And then other days you're like, I just want to stay in bed. I don't feel inspired by anything.
0: And art is very subjective too. There's no pleasing everyone. I'm sure that's the same in the world of coffee. Mm -hmm. There's no pleasing everyone. Have you gotten accolades awards and things like that, that make you know that you're doing a good job?
1: I have not. That's not very important to me.
0: Uh, That's I was just going to (laughs) ask. In the world of marketing and the things that I've been in, you have to pay money to sign up to be considered for an award. And I thought, well, that's just silly. I can go buy an award down on the... Absolutely. At the award show. Yeah, mm-hmm. But how do you know? Do you get feedback from people, from customers? What is it that lets you know that you're doing it right, that gives you the confidence to keep going?
1: I do. I... I get a lot of positive feedback about what I'm doing and it's not just from friends and family that may feel obligated to tell me that I'm doing a good job, but I have strangers that tell me that, oh, I've never had a bad batch from you or even customers that I took over because a lot of them were very adverse to any kind of change. And they were like, oh my gosh, there's a new roaster now and blah, blah, blah. But a lot of them have stuck with me. And so that has also gained my confidence in knowing that I'm doing something right if they stayed.
0: Is there anything that you do to, I don't know, pat yourself on the back or celebrate your wins?
1: I just spend time with friends and family. That's important to me. If I have a hard week at work or I work extra hours, I make sure and just take a little time for myself and yeah, that's kind of all I do. <laughs> so okay. well, to to celebrate myself, I'm trying to take a trip to New York this fall. There's like a coffee roaster guild thing out there that I'd like to go to. And that would kind of be celebratory of my job. So,
0: And do you have anyone that you are mentoring currently? Is there anyone that you're helping along the way?
1: I don't I have someone that works for me here and there. His name is Rex and he's awesome. Um, and he has been like, I want to get into roasting, but it's a hard business to just kind of dive into and it's and in mm-hmm. some areas it's very oversaturated as well. But he loves coming here. This is a safe space for him, and he helps me out and he's definitely learned some things. So I would say if anybody, it would be him. But anybody can come down and I've hosted some roast and draws, so people draw when I roast, and I'm more than happy to teach what I know to people. My door is always open to that.
0: If you could go back and mentor yourself, if you could go back to that middle-aged or middle school child that was getting bullied, what advice would you give that child?
1: I would just say it's all going to be okay. And just to pick something that you truly, truly love and focus on that because I was always a hyper-focused person. I just kind of focus on one thing. I can get distracted very easily. So just pick one thing that you're really good at and just work on that and see yourself succeed in that.
0: Before we go, is there any tip that you could give our audience to help them gain or maintain their confidence?
1: I just think it doesn't even matter what age you are. I see art classes happening in my space that 70-year-old people will sign up for for the first time and they crank out beautiful art pieces so if it's something that you want to do just bite the bullet and do it it doesn't matter how old you are if you have some sort of disability any kind of aversion that you have to it just just bite the bullet and do it and you will do amazing things that you don't even know that you're capable of.
0: And if people want to find out more or get some of the delicious coffee, they can go to purplemountaincoffeeroaster.com. Is that the webpage, correct?
1: It is correct. Think. Yes.
0: All right. And if they're in the area, is it something they can come in Colorado Springs, come visit you? Yep.
1: Yeah, I have. Um, just email me first. It's a, it's a weird area, so I keep the door locked <laughs> sometimes if there's nobody down here. But email me and I have pickup times.
0: All right. Well, thank you very much for being with us today. Yeah,
1: thank you so much. It was nice meeting you.
0: You too, Heather. Yes, thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. If you focus on something you're passionate about, you'll become an expert and have confidence. Thank you for listening to this episode. You can get more information about confidence and check out the merchandise store on the website at collectingconfidence.com. If you like what you heard, subscribe and pass the link along to a friend who needs to collect confidence. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please leave a review. It's one of the only ways to know if I'm doing a good job. Another way to let me know is to go to the support page. Consider making a small monthly pledge. A pledge as small as the cost of a cup of coffee each month goes a long way to keep the episodes and the information coming your way. The last way to let me know what you think is to drop by our Facebook page or send me an email at john at collectingconfidence.com. I'd love to hear from you and I'd love to help you. Now let's go collect confidence.